Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is Thursday, September 10th, 2020. On today's show, we have a two-parter, a quick preview of the Nationals' four-game series coming up this weekend with the Atlanta Braves. That one is in D.C. And then I talked to my friends Addison Hunsaker, Anthony DeBundo, and Dan Wilson about the MLB playoff picture. We cross off teams. We talk about who are the favorites in the respective leagues. It was a nice, fun conversation and a good way to spice it up. I want you guys to also go check out the podcast from this past week. We did a full Washington football preview with Chris Russell of the Washington Locked On Washington Football Podcast. So that was fun. I know a lot of you guys are Washington football football fans. So we were able to do a little bit of a preview there. That was a nice conversation with him. Connor Jones and I touched on some of the latest news. I had to do with the Nationals earlier this week. Mike Rizzo's contract extension, a whole lot from the Nationals. Uh, their past weekends, that, that would be a good thing to go back and review. Um, so a whole lot from this past week, a review of the Nationals two-game sweep as well. So go check out those things, and we hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast too. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to it. Part one of our podcast here, Nationals-Braves four-game series coming up this weekend in D.C. The first game is tonight at 6.05. The second game of the series, another 6.05 Friday night game. And on Saturday, once again, 6.05. And Sunday, a day game at 12.35. So your pitching matchups for the Nationals this weekend is going to be first tonight. Austin Voth taking the mound. We've said uh, enough about him about this podcast. It's kind of almost become the Austin Voth podcast. But it's going to be Voth, Fetty, Corbin, and Scherzer. Tonight is going to be Voth against Robbie Erlin in Game 1. Game 2 of the series is going to be Eric Fetty and Josh Tomlin. Game 3 is going to be Patrick Corbin and Ian Anderson. And then Game 4, it is going to be Max Scherzer against Kyle Wright. So this uh, pitching for the Braves has been very much hit. Obviously, they had Soroka go down. They had Freed go down. And so... Their pitching right now is in a difficult spot, but the run support, uh, it has been there recently for the Braves. They scored 29 runs last night in their game uh, against the Marlins. They were shut out in the game previous to that, but they have been able to score a little bit. Um, The Nats have done a pretty good job this season against the Braves. They've split their first series with them. It was a two-game series. That last game got rained out. The Nationals were able to get two wins against the Braves last weekend in Atlanta to make it a two-game series. Uh, split for the Nats in a four-game series, a two-game split. And so, you know, the Nationals are a team that have given the first-place Braves some very good games. And I think for uh, looking for that competition is what you want to see. The Nationals need to keep up the way they're playing right now so they can get some positives out of the season. I know Howie Kendrick goes down, but once again, let's see if they can adapt that next-man-up attitude and get something positive, another positive result out of this weekend. We'd love to see a sweep. Not going to happen. But we'd love to see a sweep. It would somehow keep them, uh, you know, in this playoff race. But, you know, I think this weekend is the one where you could basically say, all right, the Nats are, you know, creeping towards officially being out. But I think looking for another split, looking for quality outings out of both and Fetty. Can those two guys give you something, at least one of them, give you a quality start where you can say, hey, one of those guys improve. Can Patrick Corbin get back on track? I want to see if he can do that. Can Brock Holt stay hot? Can Turner and Soto uh, keep staying hot as well, too? Can the other guys pick them up on nights where they might not be great? Let's look for all of those things in this upcoming series. 
All right, that was part one of this podcast. The much longer part is going to be my conversation with Addison Hunsaker, Dan Wilson, and Anthony DeBundo. But first, today's Lockdown Nationals podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best for you sports performance bar in the game today. Built Bar has six new flavors to make a total of 18. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barchia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They have those 12 original flavors, six with nut, six without nut. All of them are chocolate, including coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, which is my favorite, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first order. Also, a chance to win a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Hello, everybody. Locked On Nationals podcast. Josh Neighbors here on a Thursday afternoon. It is Anthony DeBundo, Addison Hunsaker, and Dan Wilson all joining me. The Nationals have a four-game series against the Braves this week who scored 29 runs in their game last night. Uh, We will talk about that in the first part of this podcast. Here in the second part of this podcast, it is uh, kind of a playoff round table, you know, around 15 games, 15 to 20 games remaining for most teams at this point in time as we kind of look ahead to, uh, you know, the the playoffs are just right around the corner and the first thing we're going to do in this conversation, guys, is talk about playoff cross-offs. Who are the teams that we for sure can say, hey, they are not going to have a seat at the postseason table, if you will. And I'm looking at the National League, and I look at the three bottom feeders are the ones you can, I, I think you can definitely cross off. The Nationals, and God love them, but they're, they're four, I mean, they're four and a half back from the Marlins, and technically that is a playoff spot, but nothing you know they're playing their best baseball of the season and they're four and six in their last 10 games so cross off the pirates nine and a half back in their division as as a whole and i believe they're five back of a playoff spot um so you can cross them off i think the diamondbacks the other team at 15 and 29 they're way out of a playoff spot definitely cross them off um those three are the easy ones I would, t- I mean, record-wise, guys, it looks like there's other teams that you could get to, but Anthony, besides those three, is there anybody that you're willing to take a step and say, hey, we can cross them off too? I keep waiting for the Cincinnati Reds to make their big run. Uh, I have a, a future on them to win the World Series, and their starting pitching has been unbelievable between Bauer, Gray, and Castillo, but they, they just, it seems like every other night something goes wrong. Uh, the bullpen blows a, a great start, or the hitting, they just got... Uh, they got three runs in two games against the Cubs. Their their hitting has been terrible too. So I'm not I'm not going to cross them off, but I'm about a loss or two away from saying they're done. And the Rockies, um, Colorado got off to a really really hot start. They were they were challenging the Dodgers for the division after about a week and a half of the season, and obviously in a short year that can work. But their starting pitching isn't holding up. Uh, they're getting unreal performances out of guys like Kyle Freeland and Antonio Sensatella, and I'm not buying either of them uh, long term. So I think their, their starting pitching falls apart. And obviously we know their bullpen is one of the worst in the league. So I don't trust them to get enough outs to uh, make the playoffs. So I'm crossing off Colorado and I'm basically crossing off Cincinnati at this point, unless they go on a crazy run. Addison. I would agree with those two as well. And uh, I'm going to go with another team that uh, I have a world series future on as well. And that's in the, the New York Mets. Um, the only thing that's like keeping me hesitant from fully crossing them off is because they do play the nationals four games at the end of the season, which, you know, 
he clean sweep those four games. You could you could sneak in, but they play they play the Rave the the Rays and and Braves back to back, and the Phillies on the road. I thought that really matters because of no fans, but you got nine games against the Phillies, Braves, and Rays. Uh, can't see them really making up ground having to face those three teams. Dan. So okay, so just so I'm clear, the three teams you crossed off to the begin beginning with the Diamondbacks, Pirates, and Red Sox. Nationals, no, the, just the no. nationally, just the nationally. Oh, nationally, sorry. Okay, so yeah, I'm. I don't have much faith in the Reds. The Rockies, funny enough, like are the next team back behind the Marlins in the wild card. I don't have reason to believe that they'll jump into a wild card spot, though it's mathematically possible. Currently tied with the Brewers. The Mets could find their way into a playoff spot just because they have so many divisional games left. I mean, everyone has divisional games left. The schedule, as it's set up right now, kind of allows for any team to go on a random run. And usually around this time, we're looking at, okay, well, they have too many teams to jump. They're not playing the correct teams head-to-head. But because they're playing such their direct competition in such volume, especially down the stretch, it allows it to be mathematically possible the Nationals aren't making it. Don't think the Reds are making it. I agree on the Rockies. And I'll say probably the Mets. I don't think there's going to be much more shakeup in the NL. Maybe the Brewers sneak in, but I'd say they have the best chance. So if we're going bold here, I'll cross off the Rockies, Mets, Reds, Nationals, Pirates, and Diamondbacks. One thing I'll say about the Mets, I'm, I'm buying the Mets to uh, sneak in uh, potentially because I don't think the Marlins can hold. Uh, the Marlins' last seven games are the Braves and the Yankees all on the road, uh, and they have a ton of doubleheaders. Obviously, like they, the Yankees, they, have so. the, they, they have this. Well, I'm I'm banking on a Yankees turnaround. The seven yeah. the seven game series with the Phillies, and they have two doubleheaders with the Nationals. They have a ton of games stacking up. They don't have an off day for the rest of the season, and I'm concerned about these teams that have all these games stacking up, uh, and whether or not they have enough arms to get it done. Uh, we saw last night that the the, the Marlins kind of just left. Yamamoto out to dry because they don't want to burn arms when they know they have what's looking like, you know, 20 games in the next, you know, 15 days. So it's kind of getting crazy and I don't trust the Marlins lineup to get enough runs there. So I think the Mets have a very good chance to jump the Marlins. I liked how the Marlins have held serve just the way they've kind of treaded water. I mean, at 500, they've done uh, the job that's been done this year. Don Mattingly should be considered for uh, manager of the year just because of the job that he's done with this group how the way they've held, you know, held serve and Sixto Sanchez has been so much fun to watch. But I, I think Anthony, you're right. Like, you know, they're about to pay for their sins. Uh, and, you know, I don't mean to say like, I don't mean to, you know, during a pandemic to be insensitive about it, but these guys, you know, were basically reportedly to have been irresponsible. And so they're going to have to pay for some of their actions here. Uh, and, you know, the outbreak was, caused by what we think to be, you know, a, a trip to a club in, in Atlanta. And, you know, they're going to have to pay for that. And it's weird that it's, yeah. it's coming far down the line, but here it is. So I like the way they turn back the challenge, though, of the Mets at points. But it's almost like the, the Mets having less games. And I believe by my count, the Marlins have played 38. The Mets have played 44. It's almost like that's a benefit now for the Mets. If they can kind of get on the charge and get themselves to around 500, can the Marlins – keep them keep their heads above water i think that's the challenge is like 30 and 30 is kind of your goal now can the marlins keep themselves above water the rest of the way in the national league because i think like you guys said like when you're trying to find eight teams to cross off you know we can cross off and i think you guys are right with the reds three finding three or four is pretty easy um 
but you you know you start hesitating to cross up other other teams and the Mets are definitely a group I would not cross up they're also a team that's been doing a lot of talking recently about how they you know Jake Marisnik said it it's too good of a team to miss the playoffs like this Mets group I know it's a shortened season but yeah I just think uh the National League is it's a bit muddier and Anthony we're just talking as we move to the American League you have some thoughts because the easy cross-offs are the Red Sox the Royals and the Rangers but the you know the teams that you you, know, you you kind of look at oh god it's the Orioles are right there oh you know the the Tigers are are hanging around oh the Mariners are a team that you know might be hanging around like those teams are involved they're still in it they're not out but it's really hard to pull the trigger and say hey this team might be going you know th- these guys might catch up I just I love the depth in the American League and that's what's got me saying ah these other teams aren't going to catch up do you agree yeah I think there's almost no shot. Uh, that anybody catches the Yankees or the Astros. I think we're kind of at a low water point for both. Uh, excuse me, the Yankees and the – well, the Astros and even that third AL Central team. You mean Tampa. You mean, oh, you mean in the, in the wild card spot. Right, right. So the Yankees are kind of the, the, the third team there right now, right? And so you figure the Blue Jays are probably not going to collapse. I know they had uh, a couple injuries popping up, but they're probably going to get in. And then the Rays are definitely in. Obviously, the White Sox, Indians, and Twins are – dominant all three and that's gonna be a crazy race for the division in second place but and then you look out west there's no way I think we're at a low water point for the Astros too where the Mariners are not catching them the Angels started too slow in a different world I think they could have made it Um, but you look at the Orioles as kind of the only team that has a shot Uh, Detroit I'm gonna be skeptical because their their coming home schedule is is unreal they have to play all those teams in in their own division obviously which are going to be really tough Uh, and Baltimore like I said uh, unless the Yankees completely fall apart and finish under 500, there's no way the Orioles are getting to 31 wins. The Orioles so do I think, have four games remaining at Yankee Stadium. What are, what are we thinking? They need to win three of those four to, like, have a chance. At, at least a game back four. right now. At least three of those four. The, the Yankees yeah. just need to get healthy, man. Like, if the Yankees get healthy, it's, you know, I think it's case closed. But they just can't seem to, to keep everybody in the field. I don't know what it is. Uh, but they just, had the bull, the bullpen the bullpen's blown a few games Cole hasn't <laughs> been Cole it's a kind of a comedy of, of errors and it's been quite funny uh, I know a plenty of Yankees fans and, and they're kind of in meltdown mode right now but you, you figure they're going to write the ship just in time to get beat by the Rays in the first round um, but in, in the meantime they're going to be in the playoffs they're not going to you know completely fall apart I'm just going to be sad if the Yankees just all of a sudden get healthy and get hot and then beat the Rays in the first round I'm just going to be so upset if that happens like, of course, like the one year, like the Rays come away with the AL East is when the Yankees. I mean, the Rays are coming off to very unimpressive, very uninspired performances against the Nationals, where the Nationals beat them twice. And it was one of those where you're like, wait, this is supposed to be the first place team in the, in the American they're, they're, they're so good. They're just disinterested at this point. They're waiting, they're, waiting for the, they're waiting for the playoffs. To be fair, I wouldn't get up for a game in, in our nation's capital right now. We talked about it. It's not been, it's not been a, you know, a fun team to go up against. I mean um, – and yeah, would, you know, the Orioles, do they, I said, I like the way they've kind of they fought and they've stayed around. And, and the Yankees are like one pitching injury away from being sunk. Like, well, I mean, if Naka goes down or, or, you know, even Cole, I know it hasn't been good, but like, if Cole goes down, it's over. They're done. That's it. Right. Well, I mean, they have, the, 538 has uh, all eight currently in playoff teams at 92% or better. I think that kind of illustrates my point, which is just like the O's are at seven and the Tigers are at six, and the Mariners are at five, and you're just like, okay. But, like, none of those teams are actually good. Like, if the Angels were sitting there, I'd say, okay, yeah, they have a chance. They just started slow, like I said. But, like, none of those teams have one – even one part of their team where you're like, wow, that's a really good lineup. 
or wow, that's a really good starting pitching staff. Like neither team does anything well, like above to a point where you could see them making a run. So, you know, I want to stick with the American League before we get back to the National League. And Dan, do you have any other team that you would cross off? Um, I agree with the Bundos point. It doesn't really seem like, even though they may be close in the standings, there's no team who you really love. I mean, like the Yankees do seem like a little bit of a ticking time bomb that could go either way. You know, if they, on the one hand, if they get everybody back, they're still a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs, regardless of their playoff seating. On the other hand, you know, we're coming down the stretch here in September already in a 60 game season. One more guy goes down or they drop three of four to Baltimore and, you know, they end up locked up in the heat of a playoff race and they just don't have enough to get to the finish. Then maybe I see a scenario where someone jumps out. But no, if, you know, if I were a betting man, you'd probably keep these eight teams uh, in the AL playoffs. So in the American League, guys, you know, it's very interesting. I love the way the Blue Jays have been playing. I know people are hot in the Rays. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I watched them the last couple of days. To me, the team I'm looking at and not enough people are talking about is the Twins. I love the Twins. I think they're going to represent the American League, excuse me, in the World Series. I like their pitching depth and I like their lineup. And I don't think they've been hit that hard by injuries compared to everybody else. I think they're the best team in that division. Um, I think the White, White Sox are not long on winning experience. And I know the Twins haven't won a ton, but they've got, I mean, it's got a, it's a veteran group. Uh, you know, their best hitter is, you know, 48, 9,000 years old in Nelson Cruz. And that guy's been playing baseball in the America. You know, I think he's, I'm 23. It feels like Nelson Cruz has been hitting cleanup for somebody since like I was five years old. So I like this team. I think it's a good veteran group. I think they're getting healthy at the right time. You know, whenever they face anybody, I feel like you can kind of favor the matchup. You, you like their, you know, maybe you don't love their pitching against everybody else's, but you're not like, wow, these guys are massively, uh, you know, big underdogs in the pitching department against many of the teams in the American League. And the A's, the A's, the other one, obviously, they just feel like, it's, you know, they're kind of the machine, the Western version of what the Rays are, kind of this just low-budget machine that keeps churning out wins. So, Anthony, you know, who are your favorites right now in the American League? I would say, I would say the Twins are mine. I, I really do believe they're going to win the, the AL pennant. Um, besides them, I think you have to go with Oakland, too. I think you have to look at the pitching. Uh, in, in such a short series, uh, it's almost impossible to predict who's going to hit and who's not. Uh, and so that for that reason, you know, we're talking three and, and five-game series the first two rounds. Uh, for that reason, I really like the Rays and the A's. And obviously, they're, they're on top of the standings. I don't trust the White Sox. Giolito, obviously, is very good. They don't have, like you said, the playoff experience. But I'm buying, I'm buying on the A's because Manaya is starting to pitch better uh, and a lot better. Uh, Chris Bassett has looked pretty good of late. And obviously, if Frankie Montas can figure it out, that would be a huge, huge three for them. And then they have guys like Fires who we probably shouldn't see in the playoffs, but we might. Um, but the A's, the A's have the bullpen, too, to get it done and enough hitting. And then obviously the Rays. If you're rolling out Morton Snell and Glass now who are all getting healthy, Morton getting, getting back. He looked good the other night uh, in, in stretches. Uh, you, you put those three together, and I don't know that there's a team that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them in a, in a five-game or three-game series. So those are my two. Uh, Addison? Great. I mean, I was kind of high on the Rays and A's heading into the year. Um, expected the Yankees to be in first place at this point. Um, but since they've obviously tipped off, the Rays have kind of taken control there. And the A's, you know, he's kind of uncertain with the Astros. You know, if there, was, if there were fans involved, you know, the Astros kind of would have gotten beat up. Uh, they were making their tour around um, baseball, but 
that's kind of been mitigated. kind of beat it, kind of beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they've got <laughs> they've gotten bailed out. They've gotten bailed out with that. But obviously, Verlander going down that really hurt them before the the season when they didn't really have much pitching depth to begin with. So I would say the Rays and the A's. Um, I also like Cleveland. Um, Anthony mentioned the point about pitching. Um, they've let up the least amount of runs uh, in the AL. Problem is, they don't hit. Um, so when the, when 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 their when their pitching's off, you know, it, I Shane Bieber's lights out. So, I, I any in a in a three game series, you're in good hands to at least get one. Um, but if, if their hitting is is cold, I I don't trust the rest of their staff to be as lights out as Bieber is. So I would I would say Rays and A's with Cleveland kind of lurking. Dan Wilson, I was gonna say I I actually think a three game series kind of favors all the teams we're clumping together here, the Rays, the A's, uh, and the Cleveland Indians. All three of those are teams, particularly with the Rays and the A's, that have history of, you know, not investing as heavily in starting pitching but going quick to your bullpen. This three-game series, first of all, I'm just looking forward to seeing how this all gets managed. Like, we've seen it in wild card games before. If a starter allows, like, two runs in the first three innings, like, he could be right out. Yeah. Like, it's literally – the leashes are going to be incredibly short. The bullpens are going to be taxed by the end of it just because of how, you know, quick of a series it is. And, you know, for a team like the Indians that have has really good pitching, but maybe their offense isn't so great. If you could get, you know, just enough runs in game one and then you scrap away in game two and three, like it favors that. Like usually in a five, seven game series, longer series, the more talented team may come away. You're starting pitching depth is tested a little bit more. You can't be, you know, bullpenning every single inning for a six or seven game series. Three game series, I think it absolutely plays to the strengths of the teams we just mentioned. Anthony, I know you have to run here in a second, so we'll go to the National League now. Uh, the teams for you, who are the, give me two favorites in the National League, the two teams that you think you're going to, well, you know, I know seating's going to come to play, but who are the two teams that you think are going to have the final say in who it is that's going to be uh, representing the National League in the World Series? You know, I thought the Braves really had the starting pitching at the beginning of the season to get it done. Not uh, anymore. <laughs> and to pull off the upset of, of the Dodgers, right? They were kind of the team with, with, with Freed and Soroka. I said, okay, I think I have the two best starting pitchers in that series when it comes to playoff time. Now I think the Braves are kind of done. We're seeing that the, you know, as good as that lineup is, uh, the starting pitching is not going to hold up in a full series against the Dodgers. And so I guess the kind of question you come up with was, and, and one of the reasons uh, I had the Nationals to win the National League last year was because they had those three starters. You look at the National League and you say, who has the pitching to beat the Dodgers? And I'm going to be honest, the answer is no one. Uh, so I, it's, it's impossible to pick against the Dodgers. The lineup's ridiculous. Uh, the bullpen's been pretty good. Kenley's inconsistent as always, but the bullpen's good enough. And I don't see anyone who has the starting pitching to go toe-to-toe with them in a seven-game series. You look at like a, a potential five-game series in round two, you say, okay, maybe the Cubs, right? If, if Darvish and Hendricks are really good, but then you look at the Cubs bullpen, and you say, okay, no, probably not. So Dodgers are going to win the National League. I think it's almost, uh, almost as, as, as sure as it's been in a few years for them. Uh, and I think they're going to be in the World Series. Yeah, it just feels like in the three-game series, like you, your heart kind of stops with the Dodgers. You're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. it, like it doesn't matter how many regular season games they win. You're still going to be like – I don't know with them. I, it's going to be like, it could be the Marlins, or I guess the only scary thing for them would be if the Mets were to sneak in, and then you have to face the ground, right? That first three games, right. this sounds Captain obvious, is like very important for them. 
Right. Like, and they, if they get the, but if they get the Marlins, yeah, or even like the Brewers. But I'm just like, saying, like, don't look shaky. Like it's it's important that they don't look like do like you need to whoever it is put them down. Like show some supremacy and get yourself you know maintain who you were in the regular season, so you can build something in the postseason because people come at them and, and they feel like they can be had. Like that's the one thing when you play the Dodgers, and this has been the knock on them for I mean five or six years is the Dodgers can always be had in the postseason, and they've been had. And, yeah. Clayton Manning. One, one, <laughs> one quick mismanagement by Dave Roberts, too. But one, one quick thing that I'll say before I depart. Uh, I am not buying the Padres hype in the playoffs. I love that lineup. I'm a huge uh, Dennison Lamette fan. He's amazing. Um, but Paddock has been a huge disappointment. Clevenger is severely overrated. I mean, he's got like a 5 fifth this year. He's not very good. And he was bad the other night, too. Uh, so I'm not buying the Padres hype. Uh, as, as far as a playoff run goes, I think they need to kind of build up the starting pitching a little bit before they get ready for that. Um, but I would not want to play them. Absolutely not. Would not. Want it's to just going to be fun to have them involved. I think that's the right. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why everybody's you know buying them. I mean, like I don't really know how serious it would be. And to be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Padres. The games. Padres feel like a classic team of like they have a lot of hype this year. They're getting themselves from the yeah. back of their trip of the year. Away. Right. I mean, it was the Twins of last year in a lot of ways, and I think that we could see a very similar situation this year with a bunch yeah. of overrated starting pitching, and they get bounced early. By uh, the way, the Knives don't seem to be out for Duval, Adam Duvall today, do they? The same way that they were out for uh, – I mean, Adam Duvall, I believe, has the grand slam that makes it, what, 29 last night? It was a 1-0 uh, pitch, not 3-0 neighbors. That changes everything. I mean, well, okay, I get that. but No, but, I'm totally kidding. It's ridiculous. Okay, okay. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like, what, you're supposed to take every pitch? No. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, God love the Marlins. You know, once again, give them a lot of credit. But, like, uh, Anthony is, as Anthony is piecing out, uh, it was hilarious to see, you know, the knives weren't coming out. You know, people just wanted – the, the Braves to take every, you know, nobody was like, why didn't the Braves take every pitch they saw last night once they were up 10? Ridiculous stuff that we have in different standards. The um, Marlins scored nine runs and still lost by 20. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's a, it's a Little League game. Um, anybody we're missing in the National League? Uh, I know, Addison, you, you take your shot at this question. Uh, I mean, I can't really see anyone touching the Dodgers. Like, I know they, we know they can be beaten, right, in the playoffs. Lost in the World Series a couple times. Haven't made it out of the NL uh, a few times as well. They've kind of done it all in terms of losing the postseason. Um, but this year, I, I, I can't see it. The Braves were probably the best shot uh, in terms of the starting pitching Anthony mentioned. But now that they're injury riddled, it, it, it's going to be tough. I mean, if I, if I'm allowed to prep with my boy for a second, uh, little Gabriel Metrics out there in San Francisco, they, they've been piecing together a squad the past the past year. They, they, they have a big series this weekend in San Diego. I think it's going to be big for them. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I know we talked about, you know, teams were crossing off. No one mentioned the Giants. I don't know if you right, guys no, we, Yeah, no, you definitely can't. There's no way, yeah. I don't know if you guys think they will or will not make it, but they're in a pretty good spot right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I just like, you know, that's just me being biased towards the capital. I think he can, he can manage pretty well, and they've kind of – I think part of the problem was they had a, they had a nine game stretch against the Dodgers, Astros, and A's, which was tough for them. They got they got beat up there, um, but I think now that they have more defined pitching roles, which I think will help them. And their offense has been pretty hot all season, um, better than expected. Um, so I think they can cause some headaches. If you're talking about a three game series, like if you're the Cubs and you got to play the Giants in a three game series, like you're you're sweating that one out. Um, and if the and if they get the Braves, that I mean I think that would be a good matchup for them as well. The, the Braves pitching kind of deteriorated at this point. Um, but in terms of winning the NL, I think it's Dodgers versus the field. Dan? 
I'll give you two things. So I agree with everything uh, Anthony and Addison said. I think this is the Dodgers league to lose, so to speak. Um, one thing that I think really favors the Dodgers, one thing that doesn't. First of all, they're the one team in a 60-game season. You know, usually in a 162-game season, maybe the second to last week in September or early in the final week of the season, you'll have teams starting to clinch their playoff spot, clinch the division, you know, et cetera. This year in a 60-game season, there's going to be a lot of champagne popping in the final weekend of the season, but there just simply hasn't been enough time for anyone to really separate themselves from the pack entirely, unless you're the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers have a run differential of plus 101. The next highest in baseball, I was just looking at this, is the White Sox at plus 59, if that gives you any idea at the separation. They're going to have – they currently have a nine-game lead in the NL West. I mean, they're, you know, getting the champagne ready to go next week. They're going to have a week or two to line up their pitching rotation as they wish, line up their bullpen as they wish, Will which – in a year where their shorter playoff series, as I just mentioned, will be more of an advantage than ever. Now, here's a downside um, to being the Los Angeles Dodgers this year. They never had to get through a three-game series. We've seen them struggle to get out of a five-game series before when they look like the best team in baseball. Three-game series, you know, if Kershaw has one of his patent and, you know, not Clayton Kershaw starts in the playoffs, that could literally be the difference between them coming out of the NL and not getting out of the first round. I'm not predicting that to happen by any stretch of the imagination, but the shorter the series, the more likely it is that you leave it up to chance. You know, Addison, you're a math guy, you smaller sample size. Like, so that is the one thing about the formatting this year. If I'm the Dodgers, I don't know, you know, which teams voted for and against the expanded playoffs this year, but I would have been very, very against what it is. And it leaves room for competition, quite frankly. I mean, the further they go, it's almost like the more their odds increase to get out yeah. of the National League, where usually you wouldn't say that because you think you're playing better teams the further you go. Right. I would say also, too, that the Phillies have put up such a I – mean, you, you know, we've talked about it at length, but the way the Phillies are playing, I know there's some, still some holes there, but I think just from a lineup standpoint and from a way that, you know, they could make a, a bad outing from a guy like Kershaw make, you know, in, a, in a big spot – make him pay. I think the Phillies are in a good spot to do that too. Just you, you with talked, Yeah. You talked earlier about the Marlins paying for their sins. The Phillies are paying for the Marlins sins too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, it's about, not necessarily I, I fair. Exactly though. I mean, that, that comeback win against the Mets the other day showed a, a lot of, I mean, you know, after being up so big and then going down and coming back, I mean, it showed a lot of character and yeah. a wacky wonky season like this, having a guy like Gene Segura, who we're so seeing, you know, hit a ton stuff up like that in late innings. I think, there. I think it was huge. And we, we talked about this, you know, last week, but, you know, Harper hasn't gotten hot yet. Um, he was hot. but has, was, yeah, yeah. yeah he, was, he was hot and then has been cooled down now for a good stretch. But their lineup is so deep this year that it hasn't affected them in the, in the loss column yet. Um, so if, he's, if he just starts to heat back up and play like his, his normal self, they could be a dangerous team in terms of, like you mentioned, Josh, just being able to put up a crooked number on a starting pitcher early in a series, and then all of a sudden that throws off that entire team's pitching rotation in terms of um, their bullpen and how far they need their starters to go in the upcoming games in that series. I mean, it's literally possible in a three-game series. I don't know what manager's going to try it. It seems like a Rays or A's kind of strategy where usually you line up your pitching rotation for a series. If you recognize that your number one ace doesn't have his best stuff, you know, again, I don't know what the – analytics would tell you on this if he doesn't have his best stuff and 
you know, he loads the bases in the first two innings, but you're still within striking distance, only down a run or two early in a game one of a three-game series, you literally might have to go to your number two starter to, like, hold down the fort for the remainder of that game. Like, you can't just punt game one. Like, it is going to be all out. And unfortunately, I think that might lead to the Phillies' eventual demise in the playoffs. You know, they made some moves at the deadline. um, It really hasn't held up as of late. You just feel like that will be the eventual end of this team's run. Oddly enough, like, all the the, the bullpen arms they acquired have been doing well, but the arms they had previously that they that weren't doing well, so they had yeah, now, now they suddenly feel like they don't have so much job security, so they're actually pitching up to their potential. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say another thing. So this also feels like a year – you mentioned the Marlins paying for their sins. The Phillies had a seven-game series in the regular season against them this weekend, two doubleheaders. We love that. I mean, unprecedented measures, quite we frankly. We love that. And you, want, you take a team like, you know, the St. Louis Cardinals currently have a second-place spot uh, in the National League playoffs. They have, I'm counting here, 25 games remaining right. in, like, 17 days. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, bullpens are going to be taxed. You're going to be out to your sixth, sometimes seventh starter. Non-major league arms are going to be throwing down the stretch for teams who are in the playoffs. It may not be so much about the teams – who are trying to catch up hitting hot streaks. This is frankly the teams above them are going to lose because they're getting so, you know, screwed by the schedule. Right. Yeah. It's, which is the fun. I mean, the fun and also, you know, weird part, which I think that scheduling is going to kind of decide some of the playoff spots. Um, I appreciate you guys joining me today. Always fun to talk a little bit of uh, national league baseball and other things aren't interesting as interesting for the nationals. So we kind of take a, I think a thousand yard uh, or third thousand foot, excuse me. Uh, perspective right now but appreciate you guys joining me as always and uh, we'll have you guys on can't wait to do our rule changes one that that's the big one coming. i was gonna say quickly but if we have time before we yes, go do you just really like fun. the expanded playoffs yeah love it 100 percent. the three game series in the beginning make it they they account for the shortened season and it makes it fun love it love it do or die I, you know, I i like it i wouldn't usually necessarily like it in but the circumstances I think it, love it in this Perfect. season it makes sense yeah all right guys appreciate it Thank you. Thank you.